rising Goldendale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke through Pierre, back in the High Valley saddle for another fine, fabulous, fantastic Friday today. Friends, Torch Report 244, we will be talking about the threat of the quadripartite. It's something that I have been wanting to share with you for over a week now. I want to expose the accelerating implementation of the global surveillance state, and that is exactly what we're going to do. We're going to get back on track into the bigger picture and set aside the petty politics that are still playing out across the headlines, friends. But back on track, getting back on track, that is the promise that is being made by global leaders at the COP27 meeting, the uh, 27th Conference of the Parties, who are dead set on accelerating the implementation of their radical eugenics-driven climate agenda, a.k.a. the UN Sustainable Development Goals. Uh, they're they're going to get us back on track. You know, They're out there telling us that, that we need to get back on track because COVID-19 interrupted the implementation of their ambitious international policies. But friends... I don't buy it, not even for a second, and neither should you. Truth be told, I've been camping on some information, some exciting information, uh, and I'm excited today to finally be sharing that with you. Now, while it was necessary to address the midterm fiasco that continues to play out, actually, and, and relate the experience I recently had in Washington, D.C., there's been a, a much bigger story that needs to be told, and that is the threat of the dun, 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 the quadripartite. The quadripartite. I've been trying to figure out a really spooky way to say the quadripartite. It's kind of a mouthful, friends. But what is the quadripartite? Uh, we'll get to that in just a second. Uh, thoroughly, we'll get to that here. But first, I want to share with you a screenshot that I took on the day after the midterm election. So morning after, uh, you know, they're, they're oh, the mid midterms. Nancy Pelosi has anguish on her face. And, oh, there's these takeaways from the midterms. But this is over at the Hill. You know, this is inside the bubble. And. Over there, you notice the uh, the little star. Hey, by the way, friends, if you're just listening on a podcast platform, you're missing all the goodies at thetorchreport.com. You'll find the full articles for free uh, where you get all of the all the good stuff, including the excellent graphics. Here, uh, you'll note in this graphic, there are red arrows to emphasize on the morning after the election that the climate agenda, universal health care, and women in politics were top of mind for the propagandists over at thehill.com. And to me... This was a sneak peek uh, into the minds of the globalists who are working tirelessly, tirelessly to enslave humanity. And setting aside the reasons why the globalists are so excited to celebrate the first woman for everything uh, and how the global uh, push for u universal health care is, is directly related to centralized control and all of that, it was really this, this headline here about the COP27 global effort to, quote, Protect, prevent climate catastrophe. That really perked my interest. I thought, really, you know, this is they're tipping the cards a little bit here. This is what they're really working on. This was leading up to the COP, the Convention of Parties 27, where all of the radical environmentalists get together to to direct our national uh, public policy. So. Digging into this uh, article here from the top line of the hill there, the COP27 Global Methane Agreement Can Prevent Climate Catastrophe. You know, I was digging into that. That's what led me to the quadripartite and a little quote, uh, excerpt here from the top line article, quote, 
At this date, cutting fossil fuel emissions by shifting to clean energy cannot cut warming fast enough to slow the self-reinforcing feedbacks that are accelerating us down the highway to climate hell, to borrow a phrase from UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres in his opening speech in Egypt. Now, end quote there, by the way, uh, they, they can't, what they're saying is they cannot cut fossil fuel emissions fast enough. We just can't cut enough fossil fuels. We can't keep all the fossil fuels in the ground. We can't just make everybody, you know, st- park their cars or, or what have you, you know, so we're accelerating down this highway to hell. And uh, it, it, what are our brilliant global leaders going to do about it? Because down this highway to hell, you know, uh, humanity is doomed unless they step in to save us from our self-reinforcing feedbacks, um, also known as life as we know it. Now, going on here, uh, to quote, as Important as decarbonization will be post-2025, I'm sorry, 2050, pause, uh, they're talking about decarbonation. They're planning post-2050. Okay, that they're way ahead, decades ahead. Again, they planned this decade, decades ago. So they're decades ahead. I just wanted to point that out. Continuing on in their minds, uh, it is essential to couple it with a strategy to immediately cut methane, immediately, uh, and the other short-lived super climate pollutants. Cutting the super climate pollutants is the only known way to take our foot off the accelerator to give us a fighting chance to slow the self-reinforcing feedbacks, avoid tipping points, and keep the planet from the existential risk of hot house of hot house earth. End quote. That's a cool term. You know what is this hot house earth? Well, uh, you know, point out here that they have to immediately cut methane and all of these super climate pollutants. That's a term that is being uh, increasingly woven in into all of the legalese and the international policies. But this hot house earth uh, is put out. There's a link there in the article from the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences report, the PNAS, and they're talking about the hot house earth and what it is and what we learn is that Quote, collective human action is required to steer the Earth system away from a potential threshold and stabilize it in a habitable interglacial-like state. Such action entails stewardship of the entire Earth system, biosphere, climate, and societies, and could include decarbonization of the global economy, enhancement of biosphere carbon sinks, behavioral changes, technological innovations, new governance arrangements, and transformed social values. End quote. Aha! Aha! The solution, friends, you see, the solution will be achieved through global decarbonization, decarbonization, which is to be facilitated by new governance arrangements that drive behavioral change and transform social values. <laughs> and oh yeah, and the, uh, the technological innovations like the weaponized AI and algorithmic social interventions that allow the global elites to treat us all like hackable animals. Now, lest we be dismayed, friends, let's not forget not only that this is underway, uh, so they're working on it, but this is all for the greater good. And, and, and they're actively conditioning the whole of humanity to accept this premise without so much as a single cynical 
thought. And lest we forget, they are actively working to preempt such cynical thoughts by managing emerging perceptions with sentinel surveillance in an ongoing effort to immunize humanity against misinformation, which is, in case you were curious, uh, it is the source of all skepticism. <laughs> Just in case you were wondering, you know. Uh, in, in other words, friends, you know, the word salad is there, but they've got it all under control. By controlling our thoughts and our actions, by reconditioning human behavior, everything should work out just fine. You know, what could go wrong? You know, besides, uh, if we don't go along with all of this accelerated change and behavioral change and global government arrangements, governance arrangements, you know, if we don't go along, uh, we're all going to die. You know, at least that's the word on the street uh, out there in Washington, D.C. Friends, when I was out there, I took a couple of shots of some some propaganda that was pasted up all around the city uh, there in the District of Columbia. There's nothing clean about natural gas, you know. Another one and says, are you, sh are you scared shitless about climate change? Well, you're not alone. We are mobilizing for a massive, sustained civil resistance. Uh, <laughs> okay, great. You know, end methane, electrify DC, you know, rebel against the climate catastrophe. Their power is in dollars. Our power is in the numbers. You know, yeah, it's all very very inspiring, isn't it? You know, I mean, aren't you scared shitless about climate collapse? Oh my gosh, what's going to happen? You know, just like everybody else, I'm sure everybody is. You're not alone. You know, and the good news is the quadripartite, the quadripartite is here to save you from your own self-induced extinction. This is coming from the Extinction Rebellion. At least that's the story anyway, friends. You know, I, I want to introduce you to your enemy here. Meet your enemy, the quadripartite. On uh, October 17, 2022, the World Health Organization launched a new plan of action that is destined to reshape every aspect of your daily life and not in a good way. And they're, they're rolling out this ambitious One Health Joint Plan of Action, which is, um, I mean, a mind-boggling read. It's click there. You want to read it. Uh, but it's set to be instituted through the coordinated actions and efforts of what the WHO calls the quadripartite. The quadripartite. Now – the quadripartite <laughs> is perhaps best understood as the formation of an unelected global hit squad. The uh, quadripartite is consistent. It consists of these four organizations, okay? The, the UN's Food and Agricultural Organization, which wants to control your food. Okay, the United Nations Environmental Program, which wants to control your energy. The World Health Organization's own, you know, the overarching umbrella organization, which wants to control your body, what you think and, you know, what you do with your own body. And then also the World Organization for Animal Health, which wants to uh, treat everybody like hackable animals in a nutshell. Now, together, these organizations are known as the quadripartite, and <laughs> they represent a dire threat to the future of humanity. Friends, it is a major, major deal. Why is that uh, such a big deal? And why am I making such a big deal out of it? The reason that I believe this is such a big deal is because uh, this these groups are run by a bunch of radical environmentalists who are wieldly, wielding profoundly powerful tools like the AI and the Sentinel surveillance. You know, I, we've looked at that, we've talked about that, uh, but they're using these tools in an effort to forcefully impose their agenda via the manipulation of humanity en masse. And by the year 2030, you will eat bugs, you will own nothing, and be happy. Remember? You know, and I know it's yeah, – every time I hear those words, it's ludicrous. It's insane. How could, how could they even – think that they could get away with it. It's so easy to scoff and laugh it off. But, you know, when you realize and consider 
the collective power of the quadripartite, the quadripartite, you know, these people intend to control you and they have the tools to do it. They seek to enslave you. Your labor will enrich their purposes, nothing more and nothing less. And and just to kind of quickly connect the dots here, the uh, the UN environment environmental program, the UNEP, is the organizing force behind the COP27, which is the organizing force behind the radical climate agenda that is driving insane environmental policies all around the globe. Think about the European energy crisis, okay? And it's also driving the insane environmental policies right here at home with things like the implementation of the Inflation Reduction Act. According to the White House, the wrongly named <laughs> Inflation Reduction Act, which is not going to uh, reduce inflation, okay? It's just not. Now, the, but the White House says that the Inflation Reduction Act represents the most aggressive action to combat the climate crisis Ever, you know, and it will enable the Biden administration to achieve their insanely ambitious goals. These guys got big, you know, they got stars in their eyes. Oh man, they're going to save the world. And this is what it says, you know, uh, from the White House website there. It says, quote, because of the Inflation Reduction Act's investments, America is on track. They got us back on track, friends. They're on track to decrease greenhouse gas emissions by about 40% below 2005 levels in 2030. Positioning in America to meet President Biden's climate goals of cutting greenhouse gases at least in half in 2030 and reaching net zero by no later than 2050. End quote. Friends, to reduce emissions by 40% below 2005 levels to cut emissions by 50% by 2030. What do you think is going to happen to make that happen? Achieving net zero by 2050? You realize that is, uh, we are clearly in this incredible transition. You know, we are in for some major, major changes. And just in case you forgot, you know, <laughs> or, or have been misled to believe otherwise, these changes, they've already declared that these changes are going to be unpleasant. Okay? It's an incredible transition, but it's an incredibly unpleasant transition. These changes are going to bring unpleasant consequences. As noted in Torch Report 215, for better or for worse, they are behind schedule. If we are to achieve any of the UN Sustainable Development Goals by the year 2030, the world is going to have to undergo some radical transformations and endure some unpleasant changes in the process. Okay, I'm using their words there, but that's you know that report Torch Report 215 spells it out. And then keep in mind also that in their own words, this is all about centralized control and depopulation. From Torch Report 212, how do we resist? We find uh, in working to achieve sustainable patterns of consumption and production and to reduce the impacts of human activity on the environment, it is important to recognize that plausible future trajectories of the world's population lie within a relatively narrow range, especially in the short or medium term, period, end quote, for straight out of the mouth of the global cabal, friends. The 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development specifically targets a reduction in global population growth and the global population itself. Uh, in the document there, 
uh, LinkedIn and Torch Report 212, they talk about the uh, the population is sustainable about two billion. You know, you talk about the Georgia Guidestones, they think it's much much less than that, five hundred thousand. You know, and leave room for nature, leave room for nature, and the quadripartite is going to help you do that. Now, remember, in the minds of the elites, they just don't need the vast majority of human beings. That's what they said. You know, this is just another statement that has been repeatedly made out loud coming out of their mouth. This is not conspiracy, friends. It is fact. And it's a very disturbing fact at that, but it's a fact that we must face nonetheless. If we if we intend to uh, come up with creative and strategic solutions to stop this onslaught of global tyranny, we're going to have to face the fact that this is what they're trying to do. And remember that we are in this together. You know, I believe, friends, that the Quadripartite is a globalist hit squad that will be used to reduce the global population through a series of iterative and disruptive transformations, you know, that will include capturing the global food supply under the auspice of providing food security. It will include decimating global economies with radical environmental policies in order to usher us into global digital currency, which will equate to enslavement, friends. And and it will also include this uh, iterative and disruptive transformation is also going to include a never-ending series of genetically um, genetic modifications that genetically modify humanity to further the eugenicist fantasy for a transhumanistic future Earth. And I know it's nuts, but it's happening. You know, as as I've said repeatedly, friends, uh, this is the implementation of the global socialist surveillance state. And it turns out that UNEP is already using advanced satellite surveillance. Get this. They're using advanced satellite surveillance to target super emitters all around the globe and track mitigation processes, progress. Uh, they're, they're, they're making progress in mitigating the use of anything that emits carbon, that emits methane or anything like that. In other words, they're using uh, satellite surveillance in order to um, – to target anybody that doesn't go along with the green agenda, kind of in a nutshell. And this effort is being supported by none other than the World Bank and our own U.S. government, which has already spent $1.55 billion, $1 billion on its own super emitter response program. <laughs> $1.55 billion on a super emitter response program. Wow, you know, zoinks, they're using satellites to find the super emitters and mitigate their disastrous emissions with a super emitter response program. The response pro- I want to sign up for that. Can I sign up for the super emitter response squad, friends? <laughs> oh, apparently, when it comes to controlling the human population, the sky is literally the limit. <laughs> Oh, you can't make this stuff up, friends. Uh, the truth is the global cabal is accelerating the pace of change. This week in the White House's announcement on the G20's climate agreements, they stated that the, the, uh, the they stated their intent is to accelerate these radical changes 13 different times. And just to give you a uh, a taste of what our government intends to do. Yeah, I got a few excerpts here. I'll just go through it real quick to wrap it up here. Accelerate that the U.S. government intends to accelerate achievement of the sustainable development goals. In case there was any doubt about that, they tend to accelerate transformation towards sustainable and resilient agriculture and food systems and supply chains, which means they want to control what you eat. And they want to accelerate efforts to reduce food loss and implement the One Health approach. You're probably not going to throw much food away when there's much less on your plate, right? Okay, then. And then accelerate 
accelerating and ensuring clean, sustainable, just, affordable, and inclusive energy transitions and the flow of sustainable investment uh, investments. They want the push the ESG agenda. You know, they want to accelerate transitions and achieve our own climate objectives. That would be their climate objectives, not our climate objectives. Um, they want to accelerate the development, the deployment, and the dissemination of technologies and the adoption of policies. Friends, everything must be accelerated. It's got to be accelerated, you know, including combating disinformation because they're, uh, they're losing that narrow window wherein they can dupe the masses before enough people wake up to effectively resist the onslaught of global tyranny, friend, as the UN. Secretary General's opening remarks made clear we are on a highway to climate hell with our foot still on the accelerator. We need all hands on deck for a faster, bolder climate action. A window of opportunity remains open, but only a narrow shaft of light remains. The global climate fight will be won or lost in this crucial decade on our watch, says the UN Secretary Secretary General. Now, I tend to agree, friends. We are on a highway to hell, and there is now only a narrow opportunity for humanity to escape future enslavement forever. We do need all hands on deck for faster and bolder actions because the battle for a future worth having will be won or lost in this crucial decade. The battle for freedom for future generations will be won or lost on our watch, friends, and it is time for we patriots to rise to the challenge. And that is the message of my heart for today. Friends, if you're enjoying this podcast, please do me the great honor. Take the time, find that little heart, click the little heart, and give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. And above all else, share this podcast with everyone you know. Friends, get out there and embrace this fine, fantastic, fabulous this Friday. Have a wonderful weekend, and I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.